Hello everybody, welcome to the Business Owners Club podcast. My name is Gary and I am the host for today's episode. Uh, the Business Owners Club is all about a, a knowledge share. We want to help people with their side hustles and their passions to see if they can uh, generate a bit of ROI, a bit of revenue for these guys. Uh, and we want them to kind of make sure that they don't suffer the same challenges and issues that entrepreneurs and business people like us uh, have already been through and today for the first time ever we are joined by two people from the same company newfangled technology uh, we're joined by henry and sam from carbon global henry sam how are you very good thank you very much yeah very really good indeed. thanks for having us cool thanks very much for jumping on we've all got pro mics so it's very exciting we're gonna have a great podcast today um, very so yeah like i said uh, it's all a bit of a knowledge share right so let's let's jump straight in we want to find out about Carbon Global and you two. So tell me, who are Carbon Global? How did it all start? And do you hate each other already? <laughs> so Sam and I actually started off as actors. So we lived together uh, and we trained together. Um, and we graduated, what, Sammy? 2000? 2012. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So we've known each other a long, long time. Um and he's one of my child's godfathers. So we 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 know each other completely, but uh yeah, we haven't had too many fights. So over you're basically you're basically married, right? We're basically yeah. married. I see I mean, Sam more than my wife. <laughs> yes. That is very true. <laughs> uh, so Carbon Global, who are they? What do they do? Uh, uh, so Carbon Global, we're um yeah, a lead gen and business development agency. Uh we've been around for coming up to four years now. Uh Aside from Carbon Global itself, uh, Henry and I have been doing business development pretty much since we graduated drama school. So we've been in the, the business for quite a long time. But yeah, four years ago, took the took the jump to start up uh, on our own away from everything else. And well, why is that? Why, why did you decide to kind of go at it yourself? Did you find that you were good at business development? Did, uh, were you like BDMs for other businesses? Well, we, we basically were at sort of bigger agencies and they'd never used actors before. And I was working with somebody on a production who said, oh, my housemate, they're recruiting at this agency. Um, why don't you try it? And I was watching Suits at the time. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I could <laughs> yeah be man, I could be on Suits. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went in and yeah, very quickly just it aligned to all the skills that we, we, we had um, from our vocation of training act as trained actors. I've never thought um, about that, but you're totally right. That is 100% because yeah. it is acting in a sense, you know, the sales yeah. element of it, right? Totally. And also the, the nicest bit of it is if you're sort of talking purely generation, there's no selling. So you can actually just chat to people and then sort of gauge their interest and, and then sort of pass it on. And from our from our perspective, that's such a lovely part of the job. Um, but yeah, Sam, Sam joined the same company. Um, we went to another one and we just kind of found, I think the pitfalls were the fact that we kind of knew what the systems and processes should be. We'd written them, but they weren't really being implemented that much because we weren't at the top of the company. And sure, you didn't have any control over that, right? Yeah. Although we you said this is how you do it, it was like actually you were frustrated that these processes weren't being implemented. Totally. So we decided to start again on a blank piece of paper and be like, right, we're going to build something that's more than just us and build something that we have to comply to. And that's what I find the hardest thing. The, all the admin <laughs> stuff I have to comply to is bigger than me. Yeah, right. So, I was going to say, yeah, I've taken over much more of that mantle and half of my job is telling off Henry for not doing it right. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First argument coming, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> you, you both bring attributes to the table, right? Uh, so Carbon Global specifically, 
you know, we say business development or lead gen, but just kind of explain to me what that is. Well, I know what it is because I've used a version of you guys in the past. Uh, so explain to the listeners because it is a relatively new thing. You know, it's not like it's, you know, it's age old, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it does take a bit of uh, sort of getting your head around. I mean, I've explained it to my parents numerous times and they still have absolutely no idea what I do for a job. Not a clue. Um, so, yeah, in, in a nutshell, we will say what we do is we connect uh, usually agencies to the brands that they want to be working with. Um, we do that various different ways, but it's mostly sort of cold outreach on the phone via LinkedIn, via email. And it's making those initial introductions to those com- companies that they previously don't have any experience with. So, you know, whether that's communications agencies connecting them to the big brands they want to work with, like Nike, or, you know, uh, we do some of our work within the pharmaceutical sector as well, whether it's connecting those healthcare communications agencies to the people making the big drugs, you know, like Janssen or Pfizer at the moment with the COVID vaccines, Mm -hmm. you know, it's about making those connections and helping them find those inroads. We find a lot of, you know, established companies, they they start off um, quite small and they use their little black book of all the people they've ever worked with over yeah. the years. And it gets to the point where they run through that book and they've yeah. used and, up all and their, their staff's black book as well and their friends' exactly. black book. Yeah. yeah. And also like 80, and like we find, especially on the pharma side as well, like they'll go, okay, yeah, well, 80% of our client base is one company. And like, if they lose that, that's their whole company gone. Yeah, and so man, that's, that's that 80, 20 when, year old, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of when they bring us in and go, we need to diversify. Um, yeah. And that's when we do the inroads in, into different different places. And, w- and when you say agencies, are you talking like creative or comms businesses that want to try and win the brand? So that, that's your niche. That's your industry that you work in, right? Yeah, I mean, we've we've diversified and moved around over the last few years. Um, we, we do have a number of um, clients within healthcare, and that's comms agencies. It might be digital agencies within that. It, sure. We've worked with some that are really specific niche within pharma as well. But general sort of, yeah, branding, design, um, digital, SEO, any of that kind of um, sort of type of agency wanting to find those inroads is sort of where our our yeah our golden spot is yeah and i guess right uh, uh, when you are talking about agency perspective there's a, a capability that you need to judge as well right you can't just go and try and get the agency into pfizer where actually they've only made you know the odd couple of photos for boots right you need to kind of <laughs> you need to kind of judge their capabilities like how easy is that to do do you, do you have to have that creative background that, sorry agency background not really. I mean, you've kind of hit the nail on the head with a a massive problem we looked at sort of a year ago, which is, you know, they don't keep us on unless they win work, but we can't win the work for them. We can open the door, we can give them the toolbox, they can walk in, but they're, you know, they're only as good as their pitches and we can help with that. We have experience in helping people with their pitch and and getting them ready to present. Obviously as actors, that's another um, sort of facet of Carbon Global, but at the end of the day, they've, they've got to win the work. Yeah, um, sure. And it's all well and good that we sort of say, yeah, we can get you 52 meetings a year, but if you don't convert any of them, you haven't made any money. Yeah, that, and from that's our, your own capabilities that might have driven that. Yeah, yeah, and from our perspective, it's really important that, you know, that they they get back their investment on us and twofold and threefold and fourfold, and then it becomes a really great relationship. And we have relationships like that where we speak, you know, strategically every three months, but otherwise they're just making money 
from the introductions and they're doing the legwork themselves of you know on the sales cycle yeah and that's a useful relationship you know and i think it it, you know to get people's head around it because this is a relatively new thing like you know like i said it's not age old it's more that if you were to employ an agency to run your marketing it's no different than employing a sales team to run your business development right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly there very much is a, a similarity there. And I think something that we've, you know, experienced over the last few years, and I think it is moving away from it, but that sort of outsourcing business development lead generation, it def- definitely was a dirty word almost yeah. previously. Yeah, it's like you contact know, it center, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of MDs, I think, uh, to begin with, struggle to get their head around it a little bit and say, you know, well, if I can't do it myself, how can you do it? If, you know, if I'm struggling to get new clients for my business who who are you who doesn't know the business to come in and do that for me absolutely but actually it's it's you know it it is its very own specific skill set and it's also very much about having the dedicated time to do that the number of people we speak to and the number of mds that we speak to who say you know that's my job i do the bd and it's like yeah but you're running an an entire company you're overseeing everything within that company realistically how how many hours a day do you get to sit down and make those cold calls how many hours a day do you get to sit down and make those emails and yeah that's right and you know i've spoken about this in previous episodes where it's about outsourcing your not your core business right i for example uh, you know i'm a creative director and my core business is coming up with the creative concepts right whereas beforehand i was doing sales and now i outsource sales well you know i could should i say outsource sales but you know it's about doing what you love and then delegating the stuff that you need to do but that you don't want to do anymore right but Um, that's also accepting that as well that's that's that, that's yeah. it, you know like it, it's your baby yeah. so it's really hard to take How that to let go yeah man yeah and it's it's easier when we work with we have big network clients as well and they obviously have business development directors and we work with either the head of marketing or the business development directors much easier because it's not their baby they they have the, the same common goal as we do but they're a conduit in the middle which makes it easier our job easier we pass it to them and then they can do it and it's their sole job to keep going with that lead whereas a lot of the time we have to hassle the MDs to come back to us and say have you got back to them in two weeks? No. Okay, well, pass that back to us. Literally, yeah. that's our job. Um, but to go back to a point um, you said earlier, you know, do we have to have that sort of creative, you know, client-side experience? Like that's a, something that we came uh, across and that was a, a sort of a challenge we had to overcome. And we thought during the pandemic, you know, we did a few service swaps as well because we thought it might be quite nice to to get some stuff done like our SEO and our website. And um, we were like, actually we could make a brand we can make a brand ourselves and be a client yeah um and see how that that happens and like drink your own where, champagne you mean yeah t- totally <laughs> <laughs> and um that's where we were like what could we do and then um i've heard this story 150 times gary but i'm gonna let sam beautifully tell this story <laughs> oh brilliant now. it's one of those right i've got a couple of these but go on <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, uh, during the, during the pandemic, we have, um, created a brand, which is, uh, it's an accent and dialect learning app, uh, primarily aimed at performers and actors. Um, but it's also having some lovely sort of extra life within, uh, TEFL. So teaching English as a foreign language and, um, also helping people overcome brain trauma, um, with speech therapists. Um, but the, 
the initial idea came from it. Obviously, Henry and I trained as actors initially, and you know we still do act on, on the side. And about two years ago, I was uh, auditioning for a role in a film um, that was being shot up in Scotland. Uh, it was sort of a Vikings esque uh, film, and I was proper excited about it because it was you know full on costumes, being up a mountain. It sounded great, and um, I was having plenty of talks with the directors. Had lots of rounds of auditions, and it looked like I was going to get the part. And then all of a sudden, the uh, director gave me a call and said that they decided that all of the actors, all of the performers, all of the performances in the film were going to now um, have an Isle of Skye accent. They needed to be Scottish, needed to sound like they're from the Isle of Skye where we were going to be shooting. And I just had a bit of a meltdown because obviously, you know, as an actor, part of your job sometimes is to do uh, accents, to learn new accents. Great, all good. But he was like, I need you to re-self tape in two days time in an Isle of Skye accent. And, you know, if it's if it's not there, we're going to have to go with someone else. And and so I sort of smiled and laughed and was like, yeah, of course, I can do it. That's that's not a problem (laughs) at all. And um and then so I was like, oh, God, I'd never done a Scottish accent before. I'd never done an Isle of Skye accent in particular. And I was like, OK, I can do this. So, I, you know, I went away and found all of the usual things that I do to try and learn an accent, searched on YouTube. There's a couple of um, sort of databases online that have access to some recordings. And I was, you know, I was going to find that perfect Isle of Skye accent, that voice to learn. Uh, and I just couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. There was nothing on the databases, nothing on YouTube, you know, trying to search for a specific person with a certain accent on YouTube's a nightmare anyway. Um, but I managed to cobble something together that was vaguely Scottish. And um, I re-self-taped. And luckily, the, the director wasn't Scottish himself. So I managed to fool him enough to give me the part. Brilliant. And then I thought, you know, I've got three weeks uh, to then go and really get into it, get under the skin of it before I start filming. And I still couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. And normally what you do as an actor is, you know, you might text a mate if you've got a mate from that place and yeah. be like, can you record these lines? And then I can listen to them and hear how it would be said. I don't know anybody from the Isle of Skye. And I just, it, it was one of those moments where I just thought there's got to be a better way. There has to be some other way to do this. And so I was stood up a mountain dressed as a Viking, um, sort of worrying about how my accent was and i just thought that's what all okay. vikings do by the way yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i was really i was really method really getting into the role there yeah. <laughs> uh, and i just thought okay so what if what if i was to create this platform where in order to have access to voice recordings and the sounds of uh, this wealth of accents that you first have to put your accent on it so it's a database that completely grows with every user that comes on looking for an accent and so i came back and pitched it to henry and that was when speakeasy was born so we've we've built this sort of creative community um through an app uh, that is all based around accent and dialect learning um, that i mean that's great. amazing right i mean is that the challenge that you kind of wanted to speak about because that by itself, it, you know, it's funny. We we talk about all oh, the problems that we come across, the mental health and the, you know, the county platforms. But actually that is being able to see, you know, it's being the opportunist in your own life to be able to generate that business, to become that business owner, right? You know, regardless of, of, of having Carbon Global and, and whatnot, you've actually seen, you've been able to actually have that moment on top of a mountain dressed as a viking and know that actually there is a gap here in the market i can generate a product and generate revenue off the back of that like how do you think you like do you have to be a certain person to have that foresight or that be able to have like an outer body looking back at yourself going yes here is a new product for me for me i think that you just need to be the type of person and be surrounded by the type of people that go there's something here, 
let's do something about it. Because I think that I've always had sort of ideas like that. And I've always thought, oh, that'd be a really great idea. And I've never done anything about it. I've thought, you know, somebody else must have done that or, you know, somebody else will be able to come along and do that who's got the resources or got the time or got the effort. And I must say that's one of the things that I love most about working with Henry is that he is such a sort of powerful force of pushing things forward that when I pitched this to him, he was like, yes, this, you know, there's a need and I think it's great. I, do you want to go forward with this? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, he's like, right, oh, well, let's, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, let's let's really play. do it then. Yeah. It's really sweet of you to say, Sam, but in the same respect, if somebody has a good idea, then you've got to milk it for all it's worth until there's a, a natural endpoint. If there's not a natural endpoint, you've built a product. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I think and, it's a good having a pair or, you know, one's a dreamer, one's a doer. Like one, one of my mantras is like the difference between doers and dreamers is action. And I think you do need that dreamer. You know, you do need that person that is entrepreneurial, have all these thoughts that are flying out their head like birds, but then you have the people around you that grab these birds and put them in a cage and actually try and train them to speak out loud, right? And that's what I try and build around in my own team. So it sounds like it's the same for you guys, right? Well, actually, what's interesting about it is it's normally the other way around. Sam's very much the doer. Sam is the operations director of Carbon Global. Right. And I'm I'm the commercial guy in Carbon Global. Like, it just... But the thing is, what happens with Sam is when he speaks, you listen to him because <laughs> he's thought about it a long yeah. time. <laughs> so he said he that story a few times. Right? Like, yeah. All right, then, Sam, we'll go along with it for a while. You know, yeah. like, but it was a great idea. And I was like, totally. And he came with all this stuff and he'd like, he, he'd done loads of research. And I was like, well, mate, if, if you think this is right, then we're, in a, we're a team, right? Yeah. And we had the resources there. We had the time. We had some money. And we didn't pay ourselves for a long time. And we were just like... <laughs> Let's just let's just see if this works. And it has, like, it's great. It's I tell you what's really hard. The hardest bit is as we've talked about, letting go of your baby. Yeah. That is the hardest bit. Going, here, development team, do this. That's not the way we thought about it. And they're like, well, this is the way it has to be. It's gonna cost you a lot of money in terms of how much you're charging. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but we want it to be community-based. And they're like, well, it's not gonna be if you want to try and, you know, <laughs> upload five hundred pins at the same time. It's like that, that that doesn't work and we're like okay yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You, just, you guys know what you're doing yeah uh, and yeah, I think you're right Let, admitting defeat. yeah letting go is uh, again we've covered this topic a couple of times it is really difficult you know because it is your baby you've 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 birthed that little idea right from conception to the point where you've made a logo and you've got your brand guidelines and your your mission statement and your values and you're like right this is mine this is me this, the tone of voice is me and then as soon as yeah. you start bringing in other people you're like mate get off like don't, don't <laughs> handle it gently please this is my baby yeah. that's exactly what we do at carbon global like the kickoff meeting we're like it's very much your baby we want to listen to you pitch us for three hours yeah. so we can get like get and that that comes that comes back into the rehearsal room of the musicality of the world that we're speaking about and it's really important that you click into that very quickly and everyone's singing from the same uh, hymn sheet you know and that's the same with the accent and dialects as well like you really have to click in quickly to build that world build that rhetoric together with the client to make sure that you're 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 speaking like them because um, yeah. as sam said it used to be a dirty word but that's that's how we've really sort of psychologically changed and shifted and adapted our company to make sure that we're we're serving the best we can. Yeah, basically. I, I dig it. So 
there are obviously highs and lows, right, of being a business owner. And, you know, a lot of them we speak about specifically today, we've spoken about kind of letting go of the non-core business, you know, so you guys can also the people you can think, you know, look after your own part and what you're good at. But why should someone start a business, right? If you think there are people out there that are in a dead-end job, they hate their job, uh, or they have got this passion that they love doing that they do for free for their mates uh, because they got a hooky copy of Photoshop or whatever it might be, and what <laughs> they, you know, why should they make that jump? Why should they take that risk and hand in a notice and go and start a business? Because it's never been easier. It's never been easier. I mean, like, the, the amount of stuff you needed to, you needed a van, you needed um, the knowledge, you needed so much stuff previously. I'm sitting in a different country right now to Sam. I have my phone, I have my laptop, my charger, and that's all I need to run the business. That's absolutely phenomenal. We both have a friend who, where did JP go? Did he go to Estonia for a month? Because he was teaching TEFL and he was doing yoga and stuff online. Brilliant. And he was like, go live in this Estonia the, for a month. Uh, four day working, no, what is it? Four, four hour work week style thing? Yeah, like Joe that? Rogan. Yeah. 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 But it's one of those things where you, where you just go, do you know what? It's never been easier. If you think you have an idea, you think it's good, as I said, milk it until there's a yeah. natural end. And you're you know, right, from the t- there's like a, the tools fun. perspective as well, you know? Getting a website together, mate, it'll take you a day, you know, to, yeah. 13 pounds a month on Squarespace, right? And if, Literally. If that, yeah, that, if that's all you need, just to kind of get your, you know, the web address, email address, phone number, go and start selling or go and employ Carbon Global to be your business development team. Uh, <laughs> and that, you're totally right. It is, it's never been easier. The accessibility around the, the business tools are, are you know, there's, there's thousands out there, right? But products are clever now. So what they're doing is is pricing structures that are scalable. Yeah. So it goes, if you've only got like 10, you know, a thousand people on Speakeasy, we're going to charge you a lot per user, but not a massive amount. If you've got a hundred thousand, you're bringing loads of cash to us. So we're going to reduce the cash to you. Yeah. It's bulk buying, you know, and, and they're getting used to that now. So it means that you can get all these revenue cats, you can get Zendesk, you can get everything you need relatively cheaply because they know you're building but they're expecting you to have a hundred thousand users in a year's time absolutely great it's all about growth right sam what what do you reckon i don't know i I had a little giggle to myself when you asked that question because i was like i ask myself this question sometimes every day when you wake up yeah yeah. (laughs) why did i start a business (laughs) why am i in the rat race with henry um i i think there's so many so many answers to that question i mean uh, to sort of flip it around again, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about the negatives quite a lot recently, and I think you know that that's um, sort of brought about by COVID a lot more as well. You know, the fact that um, I barely get outside in the daylight these days, but you know, I, I, it's only because I've been asking myself, uh, focusing on those negative points. And Henry and I had a big sort of mental health chat, you know, about a month ago, and I've had to sort of realign my thinking a little bit. So on the on the flip side, there are the negatives, obviously, but you know, I get to I get to work with my best mate every day. I get to be in charge of how I run my day to day. I I mean, I earn more money than I did definitely when I was, you know, just working, doing the job for somebody else, yeah. for sure. And I think that that was one of the main factors. Um, you know, I was doing the exact same job, but getting paid much, much less. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I always, I, I always credit Henry for um, is that, you know, I, I come from quite a, a working class background. I never 
foresaw myself owning a business. I never thought of that. I always thought of myself as, you know, working for somebody else. Obviously, as an actor, you're kind of self-employed anyway, and you are, you yeah. know, you are your own Self-motivated. Yeah, you're self-motivated, but you always rely on somebody else to give you those jobs still. I never, I never saw that in my future. I never thought, I'm going to own a business. I'm going to employ people. And I, I, I do think that there is a little bit of a difference in the thinking and the mindset of schooling as a working class kid rather than, you know, somebody who went to maybe a, a private school or a boarding school. I think it's, in, it's more ingrained in those, in those educational systems that, you know, you will, you will create your own work and then you'll hire other people to do it. It just wasn't in my mind. And so when Henry came to me, Henry was the one that sort of pitched it to me, starting Carbon Global. And I was like, can I do that? You know, I don't know if I have that in me. Do I have that skill set? Do I have, you know, I could do the day-to-day -day job. Great. But did I know anything about running a business? And obviously the answer was no. But, you know, we learned very quickly. All of the information's out there. You know, podcasts like this are incredible for, you know, picking up bits of information from people who have done it. And, you know, we just sort of, <laughs> went on the internet and sort of Google how to start a business, you yeah, know, man. going through all the company's house stuff, all of that yeah. kind of yeah. crazy thing. I had no idea yeah. about. Yeah, it's great, right? And, yeah. And so, again, I guess that goes back to, you know, it's easier than ever before. But I think just that level of flexibility, I know that I work probably, you know, 10 times harder than I did before. Yeah. You know, because I could clock in and clock out at five o'clock. And now, you know, our job, especially with Speakeasy, is basically 24-7. Yeah. And we've yeah. had to implement things in our lives recently to stop us from going down mental health rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact that I'm doing it for myself, I'm doing it with Henry, but we're creating a company that I think is a force for good. And I think the employees that we have feel supported and... I think we've created a real family. And for me, that's one of the things that excites me most about it because we've created something that's just lovely. Yeah. And I've worked for enough companies before where I've not felt supported or I've not felt appreciated or I've, you know, and, and I just want it to be the opposite of that. It sounds like you guys have a very good working relationship. And that I think is a tip in itself by surrounding yourself or going into partnership with someone that you really can be honest and is your yin to your yang for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Um, hey, look, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for joining us on the Business Owners Club podcast. Where can people find out about Carbon Global? Uh, you can just go on our website, uh, carbonglobal.co.uk and check out Speakeasy as well, speakeasy.co. Um, we're yeah. always looking for people to denote their voice. So if you want to go on there, even if you're not an actor, go on there and pop your voice on. I love a .co web address, mate. I am there today. Uh, again, <laughs> thanks very much for your time. Uh, listeners, yeah, you've been listening to the Business Owners Club podcast. You can listen to all the other episodes uh, at businessownersclub.co. Thanks very much for listening. Sam, Henry from Carbon Global, thanks very much for joining us. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.